You're listening to Oblivion. It is December 12th, 2022. David, where should we start? Uh, How about uh, the wonders of our military? Um, As uh, I'm so pleased to announce that um, we've broke the record with the defense budget. We're now in the $800 billion range. And uh, Biden got, uh, I think it was $46 billion more than he asked for, which was already a record amount at that amount, got a bonus. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think in the Senate there was like 30, well, maybe that was the House. I'll look at the numbers here in a minute, but uh, <laughs> uh there, there, there wasn't much. Uh, I didn't hear much howling about this high, uh, you know, uh, high levels of defense. All right, and uh, right. That's uh, consistent with my argument that <clears throat> this idea that uh, America is divided <laughs> is uh, a lie, and it's it's a lie to mask over the fact that it's a highly conformist uh, society and certainly politically uh, Americans are so divided Democrats and Republicans we have a divided Congress but no one ever talks about the things that uh, to which everyone adheres and also the idea of avoiding extremism right which is only associated with uh, the left mm-hmm. and, and with people called uh, progressives. So if you want to extend the child tax credit, that's extreme. extreme. Uh, if you want to have any kind of a social safety net, that's extreme. extreme. If you want to raise them, what's that? Extreme. Right. If, if you want to raise the minimum wage, if you want to tax the, the rich, uh, if you don't think we should be at war all the time, if you think that that we should put an end to school shootings, that's extreme. But spending eight hundred and eighty billion dollars on your military is not extreme. Yeah. Raising the military budget when it's already been sky high for decades. It used to be that seven hundred billion was the annual number uh which if you just think about it for a moment is is outrageous and of course americans that are always uh, rattling on about government spending and the government spends and i don't want the government spending it's too expensive and then do you ever hear anybody uh complain or even just uh, observe the astronomical cost mm-hmm. of, of spending this much money on, on the military and to, to what good end and, and how can it be sustainable uh, and that of course ought to draw attention to the foreign policy yeah and while we're talking so, about uh, so yeah part of, part of the part of the bill there's uh, uh, billions to Taiwan 
which is you know to, i was just going to bring up china so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that, and this is the anti-china part of the new spending right up to 10 billions in cert security assistance over the next five years um and uh, yeah so it's uh both we've got the russians and the chinese covered in the big plan uh, uh global beatdown right um yeah, and so it was 300, and there were 80 uh, people that voted against it. So there were, um, I'm not sure what the numbers were, but uh, yeah, not uh, pretty disheartening. And of course, it doesn't really matter as far as the, the votes. Um, the so called progressives in Congress, uh, I haven't heard a peep from Bernie Sanders, of course, or. Or any of the others, and of course, just before the election, uh, midterm election, we had the the total capitulation of the uh, very weak uh, so-called progressives, um, uh, with their <laughs> you know thing where they said there should be negotiations, and it got leaked, uh, and you know it, it was released pretty much without permission. It, it looks like. Uh, uh, and uh, of course, th- then they just went out of their way, like uh, Jamal Priyapal, uh, Jamal Priyapal. Uh, she went 180 in the whole thing. It was like, a, you know, I pledge my allegiance to the Ukrainian flag, basically. <laughs> whenever, whenever she apologized for the her horrible mistake of signing her name to this uh, uh, um, toxic document. Uh, how dare she? Uh, no, which document is this? Well, it was the um, there before the election, uh, just before the election. There was leaked that um, it was the um, caucus, the Progressive Caucus, uh, had a, a draft letter where they were, you know, didn't wanted there to be negotiations uh, considered, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, Negotiations yeah. between Russia, Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, right, and uh, like to uh, try to end the war. Right, yeah, and so that that was released. Uh, pretty much, it seems like it was leaked, basically, uh, and um, and then the you know after hardcore pressure from mainly from the party, you know we're gonna we're gonna like lobotomize you if you don't <laughs> apologize for this, and uh, pretty much it. Uh, you know, 100 uh, percent denunciation by the people that uh, initially signed the draft. Right? It wasn't uh, ever really released, and um, yeah, and Jail Paul just completely went nuts. I mean, she just went like 180 and was like, I, uh, you know, I pledge my allegiance to the Ukrainian fa- flag. You know, basically. So uh, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty grim on that front. Obviously, that we're not going to see any improvement in the uh, militarism uh, of our political class. And uh, yeah, speaking of our com- political class, there's a couple things. First, uh, it seems pretty obvious that Joe Biden's uh, going to run, um, and uh, you know there were some signals from his wife that were coming through. And then we had this last week uh, Biden wanting to move the first um, um, primary before Iowa and to be South Carolina. 
And, right, uh, which was the state that, yeah, that got him yeah, yeah, in the lead in the right. 2020 primary. Exactly. So, I mean, he's signaling that he wants to change it over so he'll have an easy cakewalk win. Because and That's an interesting story because yeah. it's one thing to say uh, starting in Iowa is outdated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For any number of reasons. But right. why South Carolina? Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty obvious that one. It's no, no right. a mystery there, uh, and it's a it strong a more... signal that he, you know, as we were predicting um, just recently, when it was time for this to start coming in the air, right? And uh, Trump announced mm-hmm. and all that. We were like, well, yeah, of course, this guy. I mean, he he's a, like a total narcissist uh, scumbag. He thinks he deserves it all, and. Uh, you know, it should King just, Biden should be just handed to him, uh, which is I'm sure since uh, he was Obama's vice president, he f- felt like that he was, uh, you know, uh, the, the entitled, entitled, right, uh, to it, and uh, you know, hey, I got it, you know, because uh, you know they had to let Hillary in, you know, because Obama, you know. Uh, had to placate her after he, you know, told her he would support her and all that. So, um, told her what? It, it, that he would support her. And, right. Uh, well, plus, yeah. you can't run two uh, black people consecutively. <laughs> so, to show that you're liberal and not conservative, yeah, yeah. get a woman in there. Yeah, right. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, the, mach- the machine failed. Um, and, uh, Trump got in, uh, all the fault of Bernie Sanders, Bernie Bros, uh, the Russians, of course. Um, and of course, there's no difference because if you're a Bernie Bro, you're a, uh, you are basically a Russian, a useful idiot, a Russian asset. Sympathizer. Uh, yeah, you're a, you're a sympathizer to all that's bad. Uh, right. And. Uh, yeah. Um, so um, right. Anyone who who would say we need to rein in military spending, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, will yeah, across yeah. the board <laughs> uh, be uh, uh, rendered as though you want to make America weak. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, as far as being um, keeping strong and independent. Uh, Surprise, surprise. Kristen Cinema. Kristen Cinema became independent. Right. Now, wh- where did her vote stand on the military budget, I wonder? Oh, well, you, you, um, let me look it up for you, but you want to make a guess? What? <laughs> well, I, right. I mean, well, of course, I mean, she was. A, a total narcissist pig. Yeah, yeah. Let me, I'm going to. And I'm, a complete phony, which in a lot of ways makes her the perfect Democrat. Because she's saying how uh, both parties, that that uh, she wants to be independent because she doesn't want to be beholden to a, a party platform. But in terms of policy, everything that she's uh, voted for, or more accurately, everything that she's sabotaged, and, and tried to shut down is entirely consistent with uh, the way the government has run since the Reagan revolution, which is we're not going to spend money on social programs. We're not going to spend money 
on anything that helps ordinary people. Oh, um, you know, actually, I think that um, the Senate still hasn't voted their version in. So we're not going to oh, know okay. for a little bit till that's voted in. But um, I'm going so to. What did you say the numbers were on the House? Uh, let's see. It was 316 to, if this is the right one, National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year. No, that's that's a little older. It was something to eighty. There were eighty no, three hundred and fifty. Yes. So yeah, four hundred and thirty-five in the uh, <laughs> yeah in right. the House of Representatives minus right. yeah eighty. So that's <laughs> three hundred and fifty people saying right. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, eighty seems like a <laughs> fairly high number yeah say. but i mean you can uh of course those 80 was, people probably thought it was too low <laughs> right well there, there's the of course the republicans who don't want to give any type of recognition to you know to biden or you've you probably had some, you'll probably like in the senate you'll have somebody like um uh, Rand paul will like vote no you know, forlornly, just as a protest vote that he spending right. spending too much money. You got to uh, get our yeah, deficit down. But he's not pro. He's not anti-war. He doesn't care about the lives being destroyed and stuff that. It's just that my tax dollars and uh, going to you know not being spent by me personally and my. Uh, uh, being spent, period. Right. Yeah he'll, yeah. he'll vote. He'll vote no, so that in a couple of years he can justify cutting Social Security. Same. I'm a man of principle. Yeah. Right. I have to cut everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's um. It's interesting you bring that up because I I really wonder you know because Biden has been has hinted towards wanting to cut Social Security his whole political career right and he's famously there's all these. Uh, you know, various, uh, you know, because he can't keep his mouth shut. There's all kinds of instances where he's saying, well, you know, he was saying like that, you know, I'm the only one that's going to say that we're going to have to cut cut Social Security. (laughs) Can't can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, you know. it's Changing demographics, we can't afford it. Yeah, I mean, we just, I mean, this is just reality. I mean, we can give an you know 800 million dollars to the defense industry um and the warmongers but god your social security that you actually paid your own money into well god you know right you you, you know you just can't you can't get all that back i'm sorry no more no more free stuff for you (laughs) you yeah right you um you slacker yeah, so you'll pay um, for it, but you won't get it. But the the cinema thing, yeah, what does that mean? I mean, come on. I mean, uh, I guess you know. Well, they they keep saying that. Well, she'll still vote as the Democratic quote Democrat block, right? Um, maybe so, but obviously, when they need her to vote, you know, kind of like a Mansion thing. Right. I was uh, just going to say she and Mansion were the. Mm-hmm. Uh, one-two punch to to shut down the mm-hmm. build back better, or at least the the social 
um, aspect of the Build Back Better plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what they would have done if they had won, you know, two or three extra, right? Uh, right, it was like I was saying not that long ago that with the Democrats, it's always going to be plus one in terms of the people who aren't going to do what the the party supposedly wants to do in relation to the numbers of the seats in the Senate that the Democrats have. And sure enough, the Democrats actually gained a seat in midterms when Warnock won the runoff against Walker. And so it's 51, and then it's minus one, back back to 50. So you're going to get the, the plus one cinema who's going to remove herself from the um, uh, from being a, a registered uh, Democrat. Mm-hmm. However many votes you would need to get something done, there will be plus one among the Democrats that are going to oppose it. That always happens. Uh, I, again, I have to go back to that period. Yeah, and, and just quickly, the, the, they've always got, because uh, cinema was supposedly behind this, but I think the leadership uh, wanted this and used cinema for this very purpose, was she was against, she was the plus one vote for not getting rid of the filibuster in the Senate. So in right. the Senate, of course, you have to have 60 votes. You know, it's not even 50. You know, there's this 60 thing that's, uh, always, you know, a circuit breaker that's ready to go, you know. Um, circuit breaker. I mean, that, 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 that's a... <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting that you mentioned the 60 votes because the Democrats had that between 2009 and 2011. Yeah, right, right. When you had the Obamacon in the White House and, and the Democrats had done really well in the midterms in 2006. Right, right. And so it's like even really even when they had 60, even when they had 60, there was the plus one there, got, right? It got done because it was, <laughs> it's not so much that the actual numbers, okay, well, we have 60, uh, so we need one or two people to leave the right. party. But among those 60, there are always just enough who were either pro-life so that you couldn't codify Roe versus Wade or whatever number you were going to need to make sure nothing got done. I mean, no universal health care got done. <laughs> there was no marijuana legalization. There was no reining in of military spending. And I think that the biggest scandal of all, second biggest scandal of all, the biggest one was not prosecuting the bankers yeah, yeah. after the Obamacon Holden people took over the collaborators took the baton and the relay race (laughs) from the bush cheney Mm -hmm. ogres Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that the um uh there was a surge in in afghanistan right so they had all of these they had a 60 40 advantage in in the senate uh but they didn't get out of afghanistan after we had been there by eight years and by then both parties knew that there was no way that war could have been won so if you know there's no way to win the war, why do you drag it on for your entire presidency? And so you just have to look at those results, and, and those results tell you uh, what it is that this party is is trying to do. But I, I think the reference to the Afghanistan war is, is timely and significant because you're spending $800 billion uh, one year on your military. And again... 
why? I mean, this is superstition and arrogance. Well, the 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 empire the empire must shoving a pierogi down your throat. The empire must remain um, strong and exactly as before, right? Or or expanded. You know, the empire cannot be reduced. Um, and actually, I was looking at the graph. There was slight reduction during the Obama years. Um, uh, um, the amounts went down somewhat. Uh, <clears throat> I'll give him. Uh, I'll give him that. Um, but uh, yeah, um, oh, oh, Joe, oh, Joe's turned it around for the defense uh, people. Jack it up. Yep. And then, are you? Are we surprised? I mean. Uh, uh, he he's not me. He's his record. Um, you know, again, he's got a very clear record uh, uh, of his politics. And of course, he was one of the big cheerleaders for Iraq before and after the invasion. Um, and uh, yeah, and every every other war in his entire career, uh, super hawk, bloodthirsty maniac, and uh, yeah, so. They're rewarding him, and uh, he's getting more than he asked for. You know, so hey, things things are good. And uh, yeah, so yeah. Speaking of, uh, you mentioned cannabis. Uh, you sent me a an article uh, from Oregon. Uh, uh, here's the line: A wash in legal marijuana. Oregon looks at toughening laws. And, uh, you know, the, the basics of the article is, uh, uh, you know, of course, it's kind of a, I think it's a DEA, um, you know, it's a manufactured worry, you know, that are really people really upset about the 105 tons uh, illegal grown marijuana that was seized so far this year in Oregon. Uh, that's up from at least, that's up from at least nine tons in 2019. I'm not sure what that means, but, um, yeah, I mean, I can see some of the things they mentioned in the article, indoor and outdoor grows, use massive amounts of water and drought stricken areas, contaminate the environment and employ migrant workers who live in squalid conditions. Okay, well, um, isn't that just agriculture in general uh, <laughs> throughout this country, um, uh, especially in the West Coast? I mean, any No, David, shouldn't, you should know this. <laughs> Only marijuana requires water <laughs> right. to grow. Yeah. Did you uh, know that? Or uh, contaminate the environment. Now, I don't I don't know what they mean by that. I mean, maybe they're saying that uh, there's a lot of spraying that goes on with pot. I don't diverting think so. water. Well, contaminate the environment. That that suggests um, I've got drought drought stricken water and drought stricken areas. Contaminate the environment. See, that's not made clear what this contamination is. I think that's kind of made up because they're not using nuclear energy <laughs> to power the pot plant. Yeah, I mean they're they're using that those outdoor grows. They're using that horrible sun thing that should be avoided. Uh, the, the one thing where I, I I think that you could say there there's actual consternation among the people in Oregon about this is that the persistence of the illegal grows 
in, in Oregon and also in, in Northern California uh, is, is really putting the legal growers and sellers at a significant disadvantage, right? And so they, those people feel betrayed because they played by the rules. They put up their quarter of a million dollars mm-hmm. so that they could uh, grow pot and have a right, legitimate right. legal pot shop. Right, right. Yeah. Of course, if you ask me, this is the problem when you have big government, uh, a big government market rather than just free market. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you, a person shouldn't need a quarter of a million dollars mm-hmm. to open any kind of a business, right. whether it's a pot shop or a restaurant or a hardware store. I mean, if somebody wants to open up a hardware store, do they does there have to be a lottery and you have to have a quarter of a million dollars up front just to even have a chance to open up a business? That's been a major part of the problem. I mean, it should be. I mean, yes, you, you need a, a license to sell it, just like you need a, a liquor license. You have to be registered with the, uh, the the business community in a local area. But these should be low, low, low affordable fees, right? Other, otherwise, it's uh, big government. I mean, the, basically, the uh, quarter of a million up front is a tax, right? You have to pay this insane amount of tax to the government Mm -hmm. just so that you can uh, run a a business. Mm -hmm. But if if I'm remembering the the very end of that article about Oregon is is the first thing that I've read that actually gets it right as to what the problem is. The problem is, is that uh, pot is still illegal. So we can't talk about the effects of legalization because it's still not legal. As long as there are vast parts of the United States where marijuana is illegal, these illegal grow operations Mm -hmm. and black market supply chains Mm -hmm. will continue to thrive. If, if pot were legal everywhere, yeah, that, these here, here it wouldn't is. wouldn't have anybody to supply. Here it is. I think that this is going to remain a problem until the federal government legalizes across the nation, Johnson said in an interview on Tuesday. Yeah. Right, and, there, and that's never going to happen. And, of course, that's the whole strategy. Meanwhile, you can take problems like this one that they're having in Oregon and say, this is why legalization doesn't work. The legalization advocates are liars, and they're wrong. They said that legalizing would would end the black market, but it's only served to empower the black market. Mm. There are illegal pot pot shops all over the place in California. Criminal organizations have infiltrated uh, areas in south-central Oregon and northern California, and, and they're making... Uh, slave workers, human trafficking, human trafficking, employing uh, slave workers, work long <laughs> hours, no pay, and uh, again, bringing again, violent, again, violent criminal organizations into your community to grow illegal marijuana. Well, yeah, cr- criminals meaning Mexicans, uh, <laughs> default right. criminal, right, <laughs> in the right. Trumpian sense, sense. Right. Right. Well, and and and, and poor people, which is what yeah. most of the world is, because mm-hmm. we still have an archaic 
uh, view of, of economics, which is and that, most people have to have nothing. So, so yeah, I mean, looking at, I'm looking at normal at the Oregon laws, and uh, you have, you can possess in public two ounces or less with no penalty. In private, you can have eight ounces or less, no penalty. I'm, I'm sure the enforcement is low on this kind of stuff. Uh, and cultivation up to four plants homegrown is no penalty. Uh, So just let me just jump in and say something for a second. Right. If it was like that in the whole country, right, right, Mm -hmm. everywhere, anyone who wanted to, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter where you live, what side of the river, right, Mm -hmm. everyone had their own eight ounces of pot, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. and they were growing their own four plants at the same time, where is the demand for your supply of black market pot? Right. It no longer exists. Exactly. Now, you don't hear about illegal garlic grows, <laughs> illegal tomato grows, right? Because you can you can just set up a table and get a crate and put it in a parking lot. Right in any town or city in the United States, we got some fresh vegetables here, and just sell it. You don't have to say, "I, I need to get my quarter of a million dollars <laughs> so I can sell tomatoes." Yeah, yeah, I've got a hundred hundred tons of black market tomatoes here. Okay, got to move them. It's going to take a bunch it's, of trucks. It's beef season, and oh, look out, everybody. Here come the Eastern European criminal gangs to strong-arm everybody off of their land. Well, a lot so of people, can... David, a lot of people are allergic to beets, so, you know, this is a real problem. Uh, flooding the market with these uh, black market beets is going to cause lots of swelling. Um, uh, okay, I, I, I said uh, beets is also great. Oh, what, what did you say? I said, I said peaches. Peaches. Okay. Well, that's that's much more wholesome. I, that would be, that would be. Uh, yeah, uh, but when you get <laughs> when you get those industrial strength peaches, <laughs> yeah. man, they're so juicy and they're so good. Oh man! And you'll be like rubbing your tummy and laying there sleepy. <laughs> Cause, I won't, I won't, I'll just be sitting on my ass and won't get out there and be productive. No, but David, this is what happens. You're, you get lazy, you, you get sleepy, and then before you know it, because you've eaten like a bushel of these black market peaches, you're going to start shitting yourself. And that shitting will happen for days. And, uh, you know, this is a real problem now, David. And I wish you wouldn't. Right, but I wish you, you wouldn't. You have those you're minimizing this problem that we have with these black market peaches, and it's and it's really starting to grate on me. But it just you know it, it just you know, blows you away so much. All you want to do is sit there. That if you're if you're shitting yourself, it doesn't matter. You don't even notice. You don't even feel it. So there are a couple of uh, issues that are. Related to this, once is the the latest um, shutdown of the Safe Banking Act, which caused all of the uh, pot stocks to <laughs> plummet considerably. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Uh, right. So this isn't really a surprise, but the Safe Banking Act that was 
supposedly actually going to pass was predictably shut down because it was tied to the Defense Authorization Act. Who did and that? And McConnell said that um, that wasn't the appropriate piece of legislation to be trying to sneak um, uh, what he calls a, a pet project of getting uh, pot legalized. Uh, and of course, the not allowing the pot businesses to do business with the banks in the first place is just incredibly stupid. Um, the whole thing is, is stupid that by now, 10 years after Colorado and Washington state legalized it, that it's nothing has moved forward federally. That should tell you everything you need to know about both your federal government and the mentality of, of most of the states and, and most of the voters in, in the country completely backward, don't believe in freedom at all and bow to an authoritarian uh, system of, of, uh, of governing. Um, but the, the problem is that since the pot businesses can't do, uh, can't work with the banks, then they're not eligible uh, for loans. And, and what that does, like other businesses are, and so it decreases the profit margin of these uh, of these businesses. So this is basically big government that's trying to control what businesses succeed and which ones fail. And so it's clear that the that the long game of of the federal government and and the majority of of states is well, we're going to just dig in and have a war of attrition against these legal pot shops which we hate because we don't think people should be able to make this kind of a choice uh, for themselves and uh, still stuck in the Nancy Reagan uh, reefer madness uh, mindset of 40 years ago. And so slowly over time, these places just won't be able to, to stay in business. Uh, and also with the, uh, when the, when it, the, the Safe Banking Act got shut down, all of the, the pot stocks uh, plummeted. Investors sold what shares that they had. And so uh, until when, when that happens, that is another way that also diminishes uh, the profit margins of these of these pot businesses. And so you're trying to put the squeeze on them and, and make it where. Uh, it's going to be more and more difficult for them uh, to make money. And this, of course, is in addition to the to the safety aspect, right? That when you can't do business with the banks, you have to operate cash only, which makes you highly vulnerable to getting robbed, which for a while was happening pretty regularly in Tacoma, Washington. Um, doesn't seem to be happening as much as you would uh, be be concerned about. I haven't heard that much about uh, the Washington, uh, Seattle, Tacoma area recently, but the safety issue, having to do business in all cash, being vulnerable to getting robbed, uh, you're not eligible for uh, for loans, and so that keeps your 
uh, your profit making uh, contained. And until these pot businesses be- become profitable up to to a certain point, investors are going to back off, and so that causes the, the stocks to diminish. But this is all just big government job killing uh, right wing politics. Uh, I think another topic that I may have sent you was um, that in Massachusetts, that pot is now the number one cash crop. It's overtaken cranberries. <laughs> kind of kind of amusing. People are finally figuring out that there's something something uh, work, work better for them than the uh, cranberry juice in terms of relieving uh, pain and stress. <laughs> Uh, but in in one year, if if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remember, remembering this correctly, Massachusetts made 1.3 billion dollars in pot sales. So you are definitely not a capitalist. You don't believe in the free market, and you certainly don't believe in freedom. You don't believe in personal liberty, individual freedom. If you are still opposing the legalization of, 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 of pot. So, yeah, I'm looking at the article, High Times article on the uh, Safe Act. I mean, they haven't totally thrown in the towel. I mean, uh, like here it says, uh, House and Senate Democrats are still obstructing efforts to close out the NDA by trying to jam it. Oh, that was McConnell. But, um, yeah, the question is whether or not, um, you know, I suspect this isn't mentioned at all in the High Times article. No mention of Biden uh, behind the scenes. Uh, You know, even though Schumer is still pushing it and says, uh, uh, it's a priority for me. I'd like to get it done. We'll try and discuss the best ways to get it done. And then someone else mentions that uh, it still could pass in this Congress attached to something else uh there's an omnibus spending bill that's still uh, pending uh or it could be approved as a standalone legislation um so it's not dead but uh signs are not good and i suspect behind the scenes it's pretty much biden and his dea uh, extremist cohort cohort in the uh administration uh that uh, doesn't want it to happen uh, because it definitely could happen. I guess they're, um, I, you know, I don't know what the thing is. I, I guess that it's, well, like we were just talking about, there's all these um, circuit breakers, right? So um, if McConnell really doesn't want it to happen, he can uh, pull the thing himself or or it could, um, uh, it's, you know, if you don't, Kristen Cinema will say no. Yeah, well, if you don't have the sixty, then it just can't happen. So, I mean, it's uh, if the fifty was, uh, if you had the majority, that was okay. But uh, if we don't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. So, we're, you know, uh, I mean, I think it's obvious that McConnell doesn't want it to happen either. Um, right, and where is McConnell from? Right, Kentucky. Right. So, the, the, hardcore <laughs> the, the Taliban of the United States uh, your beard isn't long enough David I'm worried about this prehistoric 
religious, totally oppressive and backward, totally <laughs> worthless. Here's an interesting idea. I, I was reading yet another one of these Cotties articles about Germany. Mm-hmm. Right, Germany prepares to legalize cannabis. It was like, okay, so like they've they've finally actually done it. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading these articles for months now, where mm-hmm. they're going to, they're getting ready to, they're getting ready to, and mm-hmm. they never do it. And when that kind of thing happens, it's a guarantee that it'll never happen. And the problem is that the uh, there's there's already backlash within Germany. Bavaria, which I think is the largest state in in Germany, I'm I'm not sure about that, but it's one of the biggest places. They're against it. Their health minister and the whatever the the, the governor or the, the head of that state, they don't want it to happen. Um, and then you have these other European countries like uh, Poland and and Sweden that they they are very much against. Uh, legalizing pot they especially sweden totally adheres to the reefer madness uh view of of cannabis did you know that in sweden that the cops can arrest you (laughs) if they think that you're high (laughs) so you better be careful about you know laughing right or if you got shampoo in your eye and one of your eyes is bloodshot or if you're just uh carefree and you want to look at the water or you see some birds and you're like oh that's beautiful right it's off to jail for you in 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 sweden um and also the european union has this uh, authority and these robust enforcement mechanisms where they're going to say um we we haven't approved this and so we're we're not going to allow it um, but here's another interesting take on w- what's happening in, in Germany, uh, is if, if Germany did actually legalize it, it would basically change the, uh, the pot landscape of Europe because other countries would do it. And of course, Germany being the biggest and most, uh, uh populated place in, in, in Europe, um, other people, people from other countries would, of course, would be coming to, to Germany. You have the open borders in the Schetzen zone um, to, to get their uh, cannabis. So it would definitely be a significant political act. But the, the other thing to consider is that under the <clears throat> current laws with the United Nations, where no country can uh, legalize a pot, um, Canada has been able to uh, not that didn't uh, stop Canada, but of course Canada isn't bound by a European Union system. But in Germany, one of the questions is if Germany were actually to, to legalize pot, then how would it be able to supply its demand? Because the climate is such that it doesn't grow that well outdoors and it would be quite expensive to um, to grow all of it, to, to grow an ample supply indoors, right? So in any kind of free market system, how do things 
really work? I mean, how come Americans have to get everything that they buy and consume from China, right? Everything is about importing. So if you had a real free market legal system for marijuana, Germany could import its pot, right? And that's where the United Nations comes into play and also all of these wonkish, uh, moronic concerns about not being able to control all the pot and, well, we need it all to stay here and uh, it you have to supply it yourself and it can't cross uh, borders and, and, and this, this sort of thing. So let's just say for a moment, if pot were to become basically legal everywhere and a place like Germany has this serious demand that it has to supply, well, where would uh, the pot come from? Well, one of the places that it could be coming from is Kentucky, right? Which is uh, geographically perfect uh, for growing cannabis, right? So you could have all of this really good cannabis grown outdoors very, very cheaply, and it could be exported to places like Germany or, for that matter, Iceland, right? Because it's, it's, become, it's become legal. And, of course, what does that do? It would enable people in a place like Kentucky to make money. And, and that's what this is about. And that, that's why I very much uh, push back on these arguments when people say the system's all about money and it, everything's just about money. It's like, no, it definitely isn't. Like our system is, is set up so that people can't make money. It's just like this insane uh, requirement where you have to put up a quarter of a million dollars and then be a winner in a lottery so that you can open up a pot shop. Like how are you letting people make money when you put those kinds of rules in place? I mean, that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense sense at all. So uh, Germany is a really interesting thing to keep an eye on in terms of uh, what would could happen to the, the pot situation uh, worldwide. And I'm going to stick with um, my position that, that Germany is 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 never going to, to do it. But it, it points out the larger motivation about why the United States and why the world still seems intent on keeping it illegal. Uh, and I'm sure that this isn't the first time something like this has happened uh, in, in the world, is that you're trying to take away the, the natural advantage that some places in the world, like Kentucky, would have if you had a global marijuana market, right, where places could export surplus to places that couldn't fulfill their own demand, which, of course, is the virtue of, uh, of importation. Yep, that my, you know, I've got several tons here in, uh, in the back room. And I'm thinking about sending it to Germany. I mean, it's probably where I can get the best prices right now. 
after that. I'd send some to Ukraine. Just for <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, the they, Christmas spirit. They need some relief, man. Russia. Think about Russia. I mean, good God, man. If, if any place in the world needs to chill out, it, it, it's, it's got to be that place. Uh, speaking of, if we have uh, a little bit of time here, uh, we could talk about uh, Brittany Griner. Yes. WNBA basketball Talking star about who, stoners. Who just, uh, and the, the politics of, of uh, the Brittany Griner saga are quite interesting. So I think you know the, the deal, right? Griner was finally released in a prisoner exchange for a <laughs> arms dealer, a, international a, assassin. A, a, a quote, notorious arms dealer. <laughs> I was like, aren't they all notorious? I mean, what's there's a good arms dealer? I mean, okay. Anyway. Well, and for America, <laughs> of all places, to be talking about <laughs> bad people who... who uh, kill other people. <laughs> yeah. you know, somebody who makes money off of killing people. In America, we don't stand for that. And let's, I mean, go full, full circle. What did we start with? What kind of people spend $800 billion <laughs> on their military and are always fighting wars and dealing arms? Mm. A nation of assassins. <laughs> That's who. Gun nuts. And we're going to say, oh, this person has killed some people. Oh, he's really bad. So, so, but uh, we we know one one uh, assassin, uh, Griner assassinates her 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 cartridges, man, her vape cartridges. <laughs> right. She sucks those down. Man. <laughs> he, I mean, if you were going to be taking a cartridge with you into uh, another country, I mean, at least make sure it's it's all full for you so that it'll last once once you get there. Of course, you, you got to put it. Your, you got to put it either up your ass or your vajayjay. Either one. That way, well, you won't I get mean, busted. Griner's uh, story and the, I mean, the details would would seem to support this. Was that it was actually a mistake that she, it, like, it was uh, a cartridge that was basically almost empty, uh, yeah. and uh, she just forgot to uh, go through her belongings and mm. check for that. And mm. of course, that's really. <laughs> Uh, hard to understand, but just for the sake of that's what uh, stoners do, man. You just forget it. <laughs> What's this? A pound of dope? I forgot to look through my bag. Yeah, it's, it's been about 20 years, <laughs> but there was an Australian surfer who went to uh, Indonesia Uh-oh. and got nailed at customs mm-hmm. because she had a bunch of pot and she claimed. That it, it wasn't hers, that they either put it in there or that somebody, um, without her knowledge, uh, stuck the, the, the pot uh, in there. And, of course, they uh, handed her ass to her. And, Did they execute uh, her? She may still be in Indonesian jail. I'll, I should go back and, and look at that. Well, they, they often I execute you. I would tell the you. listener that for crying out loud, if you're going to be ever at an international checkpoint <laughs> when you when you're packing go mm. through your belongings like pack everything then unpack it go through it and repack it again and make sure that you don't have any uh, pot or, or cannabis All with right. you because this is what will happen yeah and so i'll just fast forward to the point that i was going to make about the politics of Brittany griner and everything that i've read 
not once has anyone said, this is why we need to worldwide legalize cannabis. I mean, if we're going to say that Brittany Griner was, uh, was uh, wrongly detained, that it was outrageous that she would have been kept in jail for any length of time for a cartridge, for a, a negligible amount, uh, I mean, less than a gram of, <laughs> of THC oil, then the whole point of legalizing it is so that this doesn't happen. And conversely, if you won't go ahead and legalize it, then you are sanctioning, you are endorsing that this kind of punishment and enforcement has to happen because you don't, there's no choice between them. Also, and I've, I've said this for decades, how can you keep saying that pot is bad for you, that it makes people unmotivated and it takes away their ambition if you can have a person who is a professional basketball player, a professional basketball player, not just some stoner that likes to walk around <laughs> and play some pickup basketball, yeah, <laughs> and then we go fire up some reefer, right? This is a pro. Like, you can't, there's no one in the world who's in better shape than a professional basketball player. So, but nobody said either of these things. Like, this is why worldwide we need to change our, our pot laws. Certainly, here in the United States, we should be long past just going ahead and making it legal so that this kind of thing doesn't happen to people. And uh, if, if Brittany Garner hadn't uh, been a, a, a celebrity, uh, they might have just said, let her go to the gulag over, uh, over nothing. Go into no the one, gulag. No, no one in all the ways and all the takes on the, the, the Brittany Griner uh, saga being in the, the Russian prison, not once has anybody made the inference that this is yet another reason that that uh, that pot should be legal. Yeah, I guess I guess it, it was not mentioned very much about. Of course, it's, it's about how evil, you know, they Russia ba- 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 Russia is not that, and how in America not, we're not like that. Not drug illegal <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. That same scene happens every day in the U.S. Right, like there aren't any people who've totally had their lives ruined and have had to spend years in prison over pot. And, of course, Americans would say, well, yes, but this was a somebody driving a truck with pounds of it, you know, and she only had a little bit. But, I mean, pot is pot. If it's no big deal that you have a little bit, then what's the big deal that you have a lot? I mean, if I have one clove of garlic. That's not a big deal. We've got barrels of it. Yeah, I wonder if if you got caught with cartridges at an airport in the U.S. flying from, say, you're heading to uh, from Louisville to Colorado and they bust you in Louisville on the way there and they look through your stuff and find it in your bag. I forgot to get it out of there, man. I'm You'd sorry, dude. Well, yeah, would they... They would probably have a local cop, right? So, right. Uh, so then it wouldn't even be a federal thing. They just had the local cop come in and 
charge you and or take you away or whatever. But even do. even in uh, in states where pot is legal, if you you still can't have pot in in the airport, like in Las Vegas, you can't go to Vegas and and get some pot and then just fly back with it. If if they go through your luggage and they mm. think, well, this looks like it's a contraband, they alert the local law enforcement. Here comes the canine, and you're going to jail. Now they wouldn't. They wouldn't do like they uh, they did to, to Griner, who was obviously being used as a pawn mm-hmm. in an international uh, political scheme. Right. Right. But I mean, you would still you would still go to jail. Uh, you wouldn't have to be there uh, for for months. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you would. You would go to jail, and depending on how much you you had, uh, then you would be um, you'd be punished for uh, for whatever amount uh, that is. I, I think that it's only uh, LAX, the uh, Los Angeles airport, because it's so busy and it's such a massive airport that they actually allow you to to have uh, pot with you. Uh, when you fly, but, but of course, who knows what's waiting for you when you get to your destination. But this is the whole point of that. It still isn't legal. I mean, no one is going to say you can't take liquor with you in, in international airports. They have these duty free sections, right, where you can buy lots of alcohol and lots of nicotine. And you, it's at a uh, bargain price because you don't have to pay uh, taxes on it. And you can, you can uh, stock up on that and fly anywhere in the world that you want to with it. But you can't do that with pot. <laughs> stock up. Yeah, but, you know, I'm free, man. I'm free. I can spend as much money on my military as I want to. And as long as my empire continues to expand and dominate the world, then I have freedom. Let it ring. All right, man. Let's um, let's blaze this one, man. For David Vernon Miller, this is Dr. David Overby. And you've been listening to the Oblivion Podcast, legal in all 50 states.